You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Education Toy Company. O'Brien? Yes, Mr. Judson. Where's my robot? Your robot, sir? The Space Invader robot for the Christmas catalog? Uh, I was just going over the blueprints. Well, I need it. Yes, sir. How does it look? The blueprints or the prototype? Both. All finished, are they? Oh, yes, definitely. It walks, it talks, it shoots death rays, just like Mr. Ford said it would. Then bring them to my office by the end of the day. We need to start production. No problem, sir. Horace? Horace, Mr. Judson wants to see the robot. Horace? Why are you just sitting there? Didn't you hear what I said? I'm not just sitting here. I'm waiting. For what? For a showdown. Look out! What? Go for your gun, partner. Gotcha! Horace, why'd you do that? Do what? With the cap pistol. <laughs> Scared the pants off you, right? Come on, Horace. You pull that almost every day. I love cap pistols. Boy, when I was a kid, I always had a cap pistol. Everybody on my block had one. <laughs> you remember cowboy movies? Weren't they the best? I want to talk to you about your design for the new robot. I made believe I had my own horse. We used to gallop out of the theater and shoot up the whole neighborhood. Bow! Got you right in the heart! You're loco. You missed me by a mile! Horace, <laughs> do you know how loud you're yelling? Oh, I wasn't. I'll bet you can hear it all the way to Mr. Judson's office. How much? I'll bet you my ball of silver foil. Hey, Lenny, remember that? Remember when you could peel the foil off old cigarette packs and gum wrappers and roll into a great big ball? I had one that must have weighed five pounds. Boy, wonder what ever happened to it. I've been in the office next to yours for 12 years. I know all about how you used to collect tinfoil. Now will you listen to me for a second? You must have had a miserable time when you were a kid. I did. I couldn't wait to grow up. What do you want, Leonard? There's something wrong with the plans. There is not. I designed this toy. There's nothing wrong with it. See? If you'll listen, the I... The kids will go crazy about it. Do you know what it does? I know what it does. Look, Horace, I'm trying to help you. I mean a toy where the eyes flash and it walks over anything. It's a good toy. It is a good toy. But it can't be turned out at the price point Mr. Judson wants. But look here. What? When he sees the plans, he's going to blow his stack. It's got too many parts. You think so? I know so. Well, I don't. Horace, all you have to do is work it over. How's Betty? What? Betty. Your wife. Remember her? What has Betty got to do with it? We're talking about your work. Is that all you ever think about? Horace. Thanks. I'll look it over. Horace. All right. You do that. By this afternoon, okay? Sure, Lenny, sure. A great little toy, if you ask me. I would have loved to have this. 
Meet Horace Maxwell Ford, age 38, but already growing a bit paunchy. He's a man whose clothes never quite seem to fit and whose shirt is forever coming untucked from his trousers. His socks are usually down around his ankles, his horn-rimmed glasses are always about to fall off his face, and he can't keep his hair combed at all. A mild man, an apologetic man, except when talking about his favorite subject, his beloved childhood memories. He's the type who quite naturally becomes the butt of endless jokes, at least when the jokers don't feel instinctively sorry for him. But were they wise enough, they would notice that there is a tragic quality about him as well. In just a moment, Horace Ford will come to understand what's tragic is not the fact that he's an inadequate man, but really an inadequate grown-up boy, a life-changing discovery, and one that could happen only in the Twilight Zone. And now the Twilight Zone and our story, The Incredible World of Horace Ford, starring Mike Starr with Stacy Keach as your narrator. Leonard? Laura, come in. What's the matter? Here. I don't want Horace to see this. It's his birthday present. Len, would you take it with you so he doesn't see it lying around? Check. I'll bring it along Friday night. Thanks. So how are you? Oh, I'm exhausted. It is not easy to shop for that man. What'd you get him? A smoking jacket. <laughs> I guess that means he's growing up. Betty and I got him a new gold chain for that pocket watch of his. Oh, and we got him a yo-yo, too, as a gag. Oh, that'll probably be his favorite present. You mind if I sit down? My feet are killing me. Please. So, uh, the surprise party's all set for Friday? All set. What's the plan? Well, everybody's coming over to the place at 8. Horace thinks the two of us are going to a movie. I'll make him answer the door and sing happy birthday or something. He'll go right through the floor. Probably. Oh, what time is it? Late. Is he busy? Mm, yeah. Well, I think he's worked late enough. Ford? Oh. Hi, Mr. Judson. What are you doing at the window? Uh, nothing. Uh, I mean, just thinking. Thinking? About what? I don't know. Toys. Whose toys? You don't seem to have done much thinking about ours. Look at this. I'm getting him out of there. Good night, Len. Laura. Well, look at it. I know what it is. The blueprint for the robot. What happened? If we put this into production the way it is... Do you know how much money we'll lose? But it's a good toy. That has nothing to do with it. See here, Ford, you've been with us a long time. You must know that we're in business to make a profit. This design just isn't cost-effective. I want it simplified. What do you want to simplify? For one thing, the eyes don't have to flash on and off. Sure they do. You want to ruin it? The flashing eyes? That's the beauty part. It's terrific. You could play for hours with a toy like that. Why are you raising your voice? I'm not, but you're talking about... Look, Ford, I don't want to argue about it. Just do the design over. Don't you remember when we used to play soldiers? With a mechanical man like this, you could... Oh, is, is this the office of... Oh, there you are, Horace. Laura? Mr. Judson, you remember my wife? Mr. Judson. Oh, how nice to see you. A pleasure. 
Remember, Ford, I'll need it first thing in the morning, no later. Yes, sir. Good evening. Hello, Laura. Aren't you surprised that I'm here? Yes, uh, yes, I am. What time is it? Well, why don't you check your watch? Almost six. Oh, that late? I've been shopping all afternoon, and I'm absolutely done in. Well, how about taking me home? Okay. And here's your briefcase. I'm just going to fall into bed tonight, literally fall into bed. <laughs> That's all right. I have some homework. Oh, no, not again. Now, what is it this time? A robot. He's trying to ruin it. Oh, I'm sure Mr. Judson's only trying to... I'm telling to... you, he is. That toy has no meaning unless the eyes light up. Hello, children. Mama. How's my boy? Fine. That's good. Are you hungry? A little. Dinner's almost ready. Laura, there's something wrong with the chicken. It's like leather. These birds they give you nowadays, like people don't know what chickens are anymore, hmm? That looks all right to me. How was the office today? It was okay. What's the matter? Nothing's the matter. No, I can tell just from your voice. Everything's fine. Let's eat dinner. I'm telling you, Mr. Judson's just plain nuts. He reminds me of Corey. Hey, Mom. Remember Mr. Corey? I had him in 5B. What a character. You take the least common denominator class, and you multiply. <laughs> you know what we used to call him? Guess. I wouldn't even tell you. Boy, I'll never forget the time he caught me with one of those jawbreakers in my mouth. You know, to kind of change colors while you suck them? Horace. So he made me stand up, and every minute he'd point that pointer at me and say, Mr. Ford, what color is it? And I'd have to take it out of my mouth and tell him. I swear, I thought Hermie Brandt would bust a gut trying not to laugh. Horace! Hermie Brandt. The greatest stickball player in the whole world. One time during a fire drill. Let's have dinner. Oh, what great times. I was ten. Horace, why don't you stop it? Nobody cares about when you were ten anymore. I care. You're almost 38. So? So you don't... 38 sometimes. So what? So that's what I mean. So what? What kind of answer is so what? Laura. I'm telling you, this chicken's dry, no matter how much I basted it. Why do you have to keep talking about when you were a kid? People get tired of it. Oh, be quiet for once, will you? Horace. Let him go. Horace? Horace, the chicken will get cold. Oh, come on. Don't lie there on your bed. Eat a little. Laura didn't mean it. I'll cut you a leg in a second joint. Your favorites. You remember Hermie Brent? No. How come you never remember anything about Randolph Street? Oh, it was a terrible place. We're in a good neighborhood now, in a nice apartment. Why do you have to always... What was terrible? Listen, I had the best times there. Like... Remember when Pop used to give me an Indian rope burn? I mean, he didn't, but he pretended like he was going to... When you were a kid, when you were a kid... Why don't you have kids of your own? Talk about them. Randolph Street. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back there. Right now. Horace, we're having supper. I haven't been there since I was 11. Why shouldn't I? 
Horace, it's a dirty old street. What are you going to see? Stay home. Where are you going? So long. Horace, listen. Will you look at all this? Frank on a roll. Three cents. No thanks. Oh, excuse me, young folks. Bread and butter. Hey, watch where you going, huh? Sorry. Hey, give me my ball. What? Oh, sure. Davey, you come home or you're gonna get smacked. Ring Olivio, caught, caught, caught. Ring Olivio? My gosh, this late at night? What time is it? Bins, I owe Bins. Did not. I didn't hear him. Me neither. I did too. What do you want from me? Wait, boys, don't I know you? Hurry up, Hermie. Hey, Hermie Brant, come on. All right, already, I'm coming. Hermie? Did he say Hermie? Nice of you to come back. Laura? You could have told me where you were going. I, Laura, I was down on Randolph Street. Listen, Laura, I have to tell you something. Look, your mother's asleep. Do you know what time it is? No, I don't... Where's your father's pocket watch? I don't know. Laura, I saw some kids on the block. Little kids. Maybe 10 or 11 years old. Laura, they were the kids I played with when I was 10. The same kids. You're perspiring. You're not listening to me. I heard you. I think you're catching a cold or something. Wipe the sweat off your face. They couldn't have been the same kids, dear. I saw them! I saw Hermie Brandt and George Langbard and Cy Wright. Maybe they looked like some of the kids you used to know. I'm telling you. Horace, you're talking like a child. All right. If you don't want to listen, I'm going to bed. Horace. Oh. Yes, young man, what do you want? He dropped this. Dropped what? Well, this is Horace's watch. Where did you... Mail, Mr. Ford. Oh, hi, Freddy. Just leave it over there. In Olivio. Caught, caught, caught. What'd you say, Mr. Ford? Ring Olivio. What'd you think I said? You never heard of that? No, sir. Did you ever play Saluji? I don't think so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, red light. Uh, see you later, Mr. Ford. Where were you brought up anyway? Mr. Ford speaking. No, I'm not finished yet. Well, I don't know when it'll be ready. I can't help it if Mr. Judson wants to know. Listen, you can't turn these things out like donuts. Horace? Hi, Eleni. You tell him I am rushing it. Well, what does he think I am? Then let him do it. Sure, you can tell him that. Judson's office. What does he want from me? They want to get that toy into production for Christmas. He's got six more months. Take it easy, Horace. 
look, he's an okay guy, but he's in business. You gotta remember that. It's nothing personal. How's it coming? Now don't you start on me. What's wrong? I'm not sure. I saw a kid last night. But were you ever on Randolph Street? I don't think so. Why? Randolph was my old street when I was a kid. He wore the same kind of clothes we used to wear, this kid I saw. Same shirt, same pants, same shoes. Kids don't dress that way anymore. So, uh, you're not going to believe this, but I was walking on the street, and all of a sudden, I hear a kid yell, Ring Olivio! That's a game we used to play. You know how it made me feel hearing that? I was a very good Ring Olivio player. You have to be fast, and you need a lot of stamina. Boy, the running you have to do. First, we choose up sides. One potato, two potato, three potato, four. Remember that? Then one side has to hide. Once I was hiding behind a grocery in the back where they keep all the cartons and all. <laughs> Horace. So, I fell asleep back there. When I woke up, I took one look at my Mickey Mouse watch, and I... Mickey Mouse watch? My God, I haven't thought of that in 20 years. Remember when you had a Mickey Mouse watch? What a big deal that was. Anyway, I was telling you about last night. I was on Randolph Street for the first time Look, in... Horace, I've got some work on my desk. I only wanted to I tell you... I just stopped in to say hello. See you at lunch. Of course, we never had toys like this back then. Ford? Oh, Mr. Judson. I, I didn't see you there. I want to ask you something. What was the point of shouting at my secretary over the telephone? She was shouting at me! Aren't you happy with your job here? Yes, but... Look, Horace... You're a first-rate designer. You have value to this company, and for our good as well as yours, I don't want to see it dissipated. You've been behaving peculiarly. Is there something wrong, maybe at home? Excuse me, Mr. Judson. I'm trying to finish this redesign. And I'm not speaking just to hear the sound of my own voice. Do you understand what I'm saying? Perhaps I shouldn't have bothered. Sorry I'm late. Subway was tied up for about 20 minutes. Somebody jumped? Nobody jumped. Why do you always think that? Well, it happens if you read the papers. Or Something that... broke down. You can't kiss your mother hello anymore? Hi, Mama. I'll see how the dinner's coming. Tired? Yeah. I was thinking, there's a double bill at the Regent. Two pictures you've been wanting to see. Going Let's just... back there tonight. Where? Randolph Street. What for? I want to see those kids again. But why? Because I want to. It's important. Important? Deal cutlets and succotash. It's canned, but you can hardly tell it from fresh. Let's sit down. Help yourself to the meat, Horace. If it's overcooked a little, blame it on the subway. Are you sure nobody jumped? Please, he said no. What's so great about disasters? What? I remember when we lived on the block. Every time there was an accident or something, you were always right there. Horace. Well, it's true. What about the time Harvey Bender got his arm caught in a fire hydrant? Harvey Bender? Who's Harvey Bender? <laughs> that wasn't the dopiest thing. What's he talking about? The hottest day of the summer, he picks the clog up the hydrant. We all figured they were going to have to bust it open to get his arm out. What do you mean you don't remember Harvey? We were playing marbles, you know, on the manhole cover. I remember it like it was this morning. I got this big fat fury and I'm belting them out cleaning up when all of a sudden this nut says let's turn on the hydrant 
I swear. He was the gooniest kid. His favorite thing was Shakespeare's sock in the ear. Horace, stop it! Why should I? Just stop! Please. But he was one of the kids last night. Who was one of the kids? Harvey Bender. What? I saw him last night. Don't you know that's impossible? I know what I see. He was ten years old when you were ten years old. He's as old as you are now. I'm telling you, I saw him. And George Langbart and Cy Wright. They're still kids. He's got a fever, I can tell. I have not got a fever. Better be quiet. Horace, sit down. Feel his head. Leave me alone. Listen, darling. I don't know what's happening at your office, but I can see the way you come home. You're tired. I mean, overwork and sometimes... I would like you to see a doctor. What for? Just to let him check you. You think I'm imagining it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Listen to me, Horace. Horace, where are you going? To see my friends. Horace, please. Will you look at all this? Frank on a roll. Three cents. No, thanks. Oh, excuse me, young folks. Bread and butter. <laughs> Hey, what's where you going, huh? Sorry. Hey, give me my ball. What? Oh, sure. Davy, you come home or you're gonna get smacked. Bring a Levio, caught, caught, caught. Bring a Levio? My gosh, this late at night? What time is it? Bins, I owe Bins. Did not. I didn't hear him. Me neither. I did too. What do you want from me? Wait, boys. Don't I know you? Hurry up, Hermie. Hey, Hermie Brant, come on. All right, already. I'm coming. Hermie? Wait! Hey, let's wipe some apples from the fruit stand. Hey, Nitsy. We each grab one. Next to Larry. Next to next to Larry. Okay, I'll go first. Boys, please. Huh? Ah, sour. Hey, what do you think about the big birthday party? He didn't even invite us. Can you believe it? Who, who, who are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm supposed to be his best friend. That stinks. We had to myrtleize him, right, Hermie? Boy, ain't how. Listen to me. I, I can explain. Come on. Let's get him. No. No! I got enough ice cream. Huh? There's one quart of chocolate, one vanilla, and one butter pecan. Where should I put the cake so Horace won't see it? I don't know. In, in the kitchen. Where is he? What time is it? 20 to 8. I'm getting worried. He should have been home an hour ago. Oh, he probably just got stuck at the office. I'm going to call. Horace, you're so late. I didn't know what time it was. Something's wrong with your watch? I lost it again. But how? Hello, dear. I'm fired. 
You what? What are you talking about? I went and had a hamburger. That's why I'm late. I'm asking you something. You're fired from your job? Would you stop? Well, what are you yelling at me for? I want to know from Horace. He's trying to be funny, huh? No. Why... Why were you fired? I was inadequate in my work. Who said that? What does it matter? It doesn't... doesn't matter, Horace. A man loses his job he's had for 15 years and it doesn't matter? What do they mean, inadequate? Don't they know what they've got? I tell you, gold. They've got pure gold. Would you please stop it? Your life's blood is in that place. I want you to call Mr. Johnson or whatever his name is. You get him on the wire and you let him know what's what. I'm not calling anybody. A weekly paycheck. You think you can find that on the street? What's going to happen to us? All of a sudden, my whole life is going before me. Up, down, up, down. I'm 61 years old. It's time I didn't have to be afraid anymore. Why don't you look at me when I'm talking to you? What's going to happen to me? Shut up! I'm going to talk to Horace alone. What did I do wrong? Ever in my whole life? Somebody tell me. I couldn't help it. It's only a job. Like there are other jobs. You were stagnating there. I never had another job. Why did she have to cry? She's an old woman, Horace. That's always her first reaction to trouble. She's scared to death. Step on a crack, break your mother's back. She'll be all right. Did you get any severance pay? I don't know what I got. I walked out of there. Well, let's forget about it for now. We've got the weekend. Monday, you can start looking. We'll make a list. I've got to support her. And you. And myself. You think that's easy? You know what Mr. Corey said? He said that I would Mr. Have... Corey was your teacher in 5B. Mr. Judson, he said that I was having a nervous breakdown. He's out of his mind. Listen, I'm telling you, I saw those kids and I know who they are. Horace! They were running up and down the street, swiping apples and having fun. That's all they were doing, having fun. They yell fins. Did you ever yell fins? It's not the subject we're talking about. That is the subject. Me making a living for three people while they're swiping apples and running in the street. Well, you're a grown-up man. What do you think you're supposed to do? They were sore because they weren't invited to some kid's birthday party. That's the biggest problem they've got. Horace, you've got to stop this. That's what I'm going to do. When I went back the second time, the same things happened all over again. Some man wanted to buy me a hot dog. Those teenagers walked by holding hands, and when they let go to walk around me, they said bread and butter. Then this guy bumped into me. I tell you, Laura, nothing changed. It's some kind of a pattern, and I'm in it. I'm in it. God, Horace, stop. I'm going to call a doctor. Well, whatever it is, I'm going to find out. I have to. Horace, where are you going? You can't go out now. You can't. What's wrong with him? Laura, tell me. I don't know. What is the name of a doctor? Tell me the name of a doctor. What are you doing? Who are you calling? For heaven's sakes, I have to know what's going on here. Horace. Where's the birthday boy? Laura, what's wrong? Uh, maybe we'd better go. No, no, please come in. He'll be back. Frank on a roll. Three cents. No, thanks. Oh, excuse me, young folks. Bread and butter. <laughs> hey, what's where you going, huh? Sorry. Hey, give me my ball. What? 
What time is it? Where's my watch? Bins, I opened. Did not. I didn't hear him. Me neither. I did too. What do you want from me? Hey, boys. Hurry up, Hermie. Hey, Hermie Brant, come on. All right, already. I'm coming. Hermie? Wait. Hey, let's wipe some apples from the fruit stand. Hey, Nitsy. We each grab one. Next to Larry. Next to next to Larry. Okay, I'll go first. Some apples, huh? Ah, sour. Hey, what do you think about the big birthday party? He didn't even invite us. Can you believe it? Who, who, who are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm supposed to be his best friend. That stinks. We had to myrtleize him, right, Hermie? Boy, ain't how. Listen to me. I, I can explain. Come on. Let's get him. No. No! No. No. Why don't we bust in on the party? Fellas. Ah, what for? He'd probably start crying like a baby. Listen, fellas, can't you hear me? Can't you see me? I gotta tell you something. Step on a line and you bust your father's spine. Cut it out! You've got to listen to me! So are we going to the party? What do we do when we get there? Who cares? They probably got ice cream. Who needs ice cream? It's better than standing around here. Please, look at me. I'm standing right here. Hermie! Hermie, are you my buddy? Fellas, please. I gotta tell you something. I know I got some apologizing to do. Georgie, Sai, come on! What are you giving me the treatment for? Will you listen? I couldn't help it! Hermie, I'm your best friend! You have to give me a chance! Well, if it ain't little Horace Maxwell Ford. The birthday boy. Why didn't you invite us to your party? We're gonna myrtleize you. No, please! Please, no! Go! Go! Laura, honey, I'm sorry about his job, but he'll have another one in no time. He's a wonderful designer. Thank you for saying that. Oh, this party will perk him up. Best thing in the world for him right now. We even got him a yo-yo. <laughs> the kind that lights up. I know. All right, everybody. Ready? Somebody get the lights. Laura? Don't make a sound until I open the door. Come in, darling. He dropped this. What? Where did you get that? Oh, Laura. Laura, what's happening? He dropped this? What does that mean? It looks like a Mickey Mouse watch. That's exactly what it is. Horace? Horace, where are you? Horace? Somebody. Somebody. Horace, is that you? Laura? I'm here. It's all right, Horace, I'm here. Laura, help me up. Of course. Don't ask me what happened. I won't. Because I really don't. Oh, your face. You're all cut up. It doesn't matter. Where are my glasses? Here. At least they're not broken. Can we go home now? That's a good idea. A very good idea. I have no idea what happened to Laura. But for one minute, uh, 
one second. I don't know. I, I saw things that made some of the memories I had a lie. Because when I was a kid, a lot of it was an ugly, sad nightmare. And I saw that. I know what it was. I remember it now. All of it. I don't know what happened either, Horace. But I think we all do that. We remember what was good and we black out what was bad. Maybe if we didn't, we couldn't live at all. Come on, let's go home. Wait. What's this? It looks like your father's watch. Yeah. I must have dropped it. Come on, Horace. There's a party waiting. Party? It was a surprise. Everybody's there. Lenny? Yes, and Betty. They got you something. We're not supposed to tell you, but I think... Mr. Horace Maxwell Ford, age 38. A bit disheveled, but soon to be whole again. With his shirt tail tucked in, his socks up, his glasses straight, and his hair combed. At least most of the time. A mild man, except when talking about his favorite subject, his beloved toys. The ones he builds because he never had them as a child. Don't feel sorry for him. He's just begun to understand that he's really a very adequate man. All grown up and not the awkward boy he used to be. A life-changing discovery, and one that could happen only in the Twilight Zone. More from the Twilight Zone after this. You are about to enter another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land of imagination. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Stacy Keach. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our Twilight Zone website at twilightzoneradio.com. At twilightzoneradio.com, you'll find the latest information on these Twilight Zone radio dramas, including behind-the-scenes photographs, plus the newest product releases, trivia contests, ways to contact us, other Twilight Zone-related info and merchandise, plus links to other fascinating websites. So make your next stop, twilightzoneradio.com. Visit twilightzoneradio.com to purchase these Twilight Zone radio dramas on cassette and CD, or call toll-free 1-866-989-ZONE. That's 1-866-989-9663. The Incredible World of Horace Ford, starring Mike Starr with Stacey Keach as your narrator, was adapted for radio by Dennis Etchison and based on a script by Reginald Rose. Heard in the cast were Taylor Miller, Meg Thalken, Doug James, Carl Van Sickle, Adam Blaine, John Starr, Bill, Charlie, Alex, and Henry Kummerer, Martin Hughes, Bob Blaine, and Adam Tangway. To learn more about the Twilight Zone radio dramas and to obtain audio cassettes and CDs of these programs, visit our website at twilightzoneradio.com. The producers of the Twilight Zone wish to thank CBS Enterprises, Carol Serling, Dennis Etchison, Dick Brescia Associates, Claire Simon Casting, Paul Patch, Terry Jennings, the American Forces Radio and Television Service, our sponsors and our radio affiliates for helping make this series possible. This copyrighted radio series is produced and directed by Carl Amari and Roger Wolski for Falcon Picture Group. Doug James speaking.